We are glad to announce we have partnered with Thrive Fantasy for the upcoming NFL season. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. In case you don't know what Thrive Fantasy is, Thrive Fantasy is a daily sports app for player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in respective sport. For this NFL season, Thrive allows you to choose 10 out of the 20 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The most points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has awarded over $1.4 million in prizes since launching in 2018 and has $50,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 1. Use promo code PODCAST when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we will be giving you a great podcast where we'll be talking about the MLB playoffs and what we've seen so far throughout the playoffs. And Andrew, I think this is a great time to get right into it and starting off with our first topic today, which is the Cubs did lose to the Marlins in the first round up by a sweep 2-0. And it looks like there's a good chance that Theo Epstein could be making some moves this offseason, trading one of the or two of the four between Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, and Kyle Schwarber. So, Andrew, what are your thoughts on this Cubs team choking and the fact that, that this could be the end of their big core? I mean, Henry, obviously the talent is there, but they can't get it done in the playoffs since that 2016 championship run. And it's really sad to see because there's so much talent, as I just mentioned. I mean, Javi Baez is playing very well and then just didn't show up in the playoffs. And he didn't really have that well of a season this year. But you, we all know the talent is there with him. And he's still a very, very good player in the MLB. Anthony Rizzo, a great hitter. He didn't hit well in the playoffs either. Chris Bryant didn't show up at all. Kyle Schwarber didn't show up at all. That's the problem. These guys just haven't been showing up when they when it matters the most. And that's why I think we might be seeing one or one or two of these pieces being moved by next year. Because why keep a team together that can't show up in the playoffs when it matters most? You need to switch some things up there down with the Cubs. And I think we will be seeing some changes soon because they just haven't been showing up, Henry, in the playoffs. And I think they only had like between the four of them, I think they only had something like six hits or some, it's something around that in the whole series, which isn't impressive at all. Maybe it was like four hits, but it wasn't much and they did not bat well at all. You know, Andrew, it's pretty obvious that they probably need to make a move considering that a lot of, all four of these guys will be free agents after the 2022 season. And why not just try and get the value you can for these guys now before they're free agents, because if they're on expiring contracts, I mean, people will be more willing to take them because they don't have to pay them a bunch of money forever. And they can just let them go after one year. If they're a team that's trying to compete and win a world series that year. 
So I think it's smart for Theo Epstein to make a couple moves this year and trading one of the two of those four guys, but we'll, we'll have to see throughout this offseason. But Andrew, moving on now to our next topic is another team that struggled to score in nothing but the slightest throughout this entire postseason. That is the Cincinnati Reds, and they were carried by pitching throughout the entire year. I mean, Trevor Bauer will probably win the NL Cy Young. Uh, Luis Castillo also was a very dominant pitcher throughout the year. And Sonny Gray, who didn't even get to pitch in this series because the Reds got swept, had been a lights-out pitcher for most of the year. And, Andrew, I I don't understand how a team who was pretty solid – I mean, that's not true. They were were all right offensively all year, just came out flat and didn't score against arguably one of the worst pitching teams in all of baseball and the Braves and – what do you think that the Braves need to possibly do this offseason? Uh, here's here's what I have to say about this, Henry. So the fact that the Reds couldn't put up any runs in two games is just sad because like the Cubs, you need to show up in the playoffs and they didn't, especially while hitting because your pitching can pitch as well as they need to. And yet if you can't put any runs up, you can't win the game. And that's a, the big story of these games very low scoring games, but the Reds failed to put any runs on the board. And Trevor Bauer, of course, did his job very well. And he is going to win that NL Cy Young award pretty much with ease because that guy has been pitching on another level this season. And it's great to watch what he's been doing. But that hitting is just awful. And shout out to the Braves because Henry, I mean, you were telling me and a couple others, you're like, this Braves pitching, no way they can get past this Reds team just because they haven't been that solid all year. And man, have they been showing up in the playoffs, Henry. This Braves pitching rotation has been pitching unreal in the playoffs. See, that's the difference because you can have teams that do so well in the regular season, have all the talent they want, but can't show up in the playoffs that it's pointless on at that point, but this team can showed us that all around, they can all show up in the playoffs. And obviously this Braves team is in the NLCS right now. And by the time this goes out, we will know the outcome of that series. But while we're recording this, the Braves uh, forced, or my bad, the Dodgers forced uh, game seven with the Braves, of course, but we'll talk about that. Uh, later in this podcast, but Henry, that Reds team really struggled at the plate and it showed because they didn't even put up a run. So it sucks to see because they had such a good pitching outing, especially from Trevor Bauer. And it was a very low uh, scoring affair there between the Reds and Braves, but they couldn't get it done at the plate. So you're not going to win games if you can't hit. And Andrew, moving on now to another team that we were just talking about, the San Diego Padres, who were, I'd say, decimated by injuries, especially in that starting pitching with losing their top two starters in Mike Clevenger and Denilson Lamette. Mike Clevenger was able to pitch in that series against the Dodgers, but only for an inning and two thirds as he was able to, as he had to come out due to, I think, a forearm strain or something like that. But Lamette was unable to pitch throughout this entire postseason. And Andrew, I think if these two guys were able to pitch, I think they were in a much better position to compete with the Dodgers. But without those two, I think they really had no chance. And 
you saw that there where they got swept 3-0 by the Dodgers. Yeah, Henry, and definitely the hitting was not the problem. And we were talking during the Dodgers game, and we were saying how that top five of that uh, batting lineup is probably the best top five in baseball. And the power is there, the hitting is there, but obviously it hurts when you don't have your starting pitching because those are the guys who actually can keep you in games. And when you aren't holding a team like the Dodgers who are explosive with their bats and have great pitching, if you aren't holding them to a low run game, you probably don't have much of a chance. And that's what we saw with the Padres. Injuries to that starting rotation hurt, especially to their arguably the two best uh, pitchers in that rotation. And when you don't have the best pitching, once again, as I said, you're probably not going to be in a close game with arguably the best team in baseball and the Dodgers with arguably the best batting lineup in the MLB. So I wasn't shocked to see that the Padres lost, but if they were fully healthy, especially in their pitching rotation, I think we would have seen a better series out of them, Henry. Yeah, Andrew, and this team in the Padres has a very bright future, especially with Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado going to be there for a while as it looks like Fernando Tatis will be signing a major extension sometime this offseason. But, you know, let's move on to a team that just finds a way to choke. And they did it again as the New York Yankees were defeated in five games in the American League Division Series by the Tampa Bay Rays, who did win the American League pennant. But we'll talk about that later. But, Andrew, I really don't know what to say about this this Yankees team, and they seem to find a way to choke every year. They spend big money on free agents. I mean, they signed Garrett Cole to a huge contract this offseason, figuring that he would fix their one hole, and that was starting pitching, but they weren't able to do it this year, and I really don't know what what's up with the Dodgers, with the Yankees, Andrew. Yeah, and Henry, you mentioned the big signing of Cole. I mean, Cole was not the problem here, and he did his job in the series very well. I think he only had like a one or two earned run average in the series. So he And he went deep in uh, the games he started, so you cannot blame it on Garrett Cole at all and the big signing this offseason, but I think it's safe to blame it on the Yankees' bullpen because the Yankees' bullpen – blue games in the series and the big one was in game seven or game five excuse me uh where Araldis Chapman gives up a home run to a guy he threw at back in I believe it was September and I mean when things come full circle it's really funny to see and things came full circle, Henry. I mean, that guy wanted his revenge. It came in the biggest moment of the season for both teams. And the outcome was a home run, Henry, resulting in a Yankees loss and their exit from the playoffs. And I don't see who else you can blame it on. I mean, the hitting wasn't well at certain points, but you can't really blame it on the hitting because that's what really got them there. But I think you can only blame it on the bullpen. I mean, once again, the hitting wasn't amazing. I mean, they only scored one run, I think it was, in game five. But besides that, I would have to say the bullpen is what blew games and what didn't really help them hold the lead or hold a close game for their bats to do their work. 
I just don't think the bullpen gave them an opportunity. And the starting uh, rotation did a fine job. As I mentioned, Garrett Cole was phenomenal, who was their big signing to this rotation in the offseason. But the bats weren't really allowed to get to do their job in close games because the bullpen wasn't really there to keep it close, Henry. Yeah, Andrew, but you kind of saw throughout this entire year that the Yankees were just a disappointing team. I mean, they didn't win their division. They were, if the playoffs were normal, they wouldn't even have made it. And I mean, I really don't know what to say with this Yankees team. I mean, you mentioned the bullpen, but they don't blow games every week, every day, because the hitting just should be much better to make it seem like the bullpen doesn't blow games. But you know, it's just interesting that this team should be one of the best teams, if not the best team in all of baseball, and they just find a way to choke year in, year out. Yeah, Henry, and if I'm the Yankees here, I go out and try to uh, spend some money this offseason or maybe even trade for someone in the bullpen because that's clearly what they need. But you said how they had a disappointing season, and that was kind of due to some injuries. And, of course, Aaron Judge wasn't really healthy at points in the year and uh, John Carlos Stanton wasn't healthy at points in the year. So they're two biggest batters. I mean, Luke Voigt ended up stepping up and having an incredible season at the plate, but probably their two biggest power hitters and their two biggest batters weren't healthy throughout the season. So that's kind of what led to that disappointing uh, regular season, but with everyone healthy in the off season, or postseason, excuse me. We all expected um, the Yankees to do some damage in the postseason, and it was looking promising until that uh, game five against the Rays where they totally just blew that game, Henry. I mean, that was theirs to take, and they didn't grab it, Henry. That's all I have to say about this Yankees team. And the Rays, I mean, we just saw them win the AL pennant. So let's move on to that, Henry. And the Rays, their pitching has been great, Henry. And I don't think we expected this, but yeah, their starting pitching was amazing. And Charlie Morton last night, at least it was last night for us. Of course, it's going to be a couple nights ago once this comes out. But Charlie Morton last night pitched an incredible game, Henry. And I was thoroughly impressed by how this Rays starting rotation pitched. And of course, Randy Arozarena, I apologize if I butchered his name, but he had an incredible series too. And he made history, Henry, with his home run hitting, being like the first rookie to hit, I think it was seven home runs, eight home runs, something like that in a playoff series. Yeah, it was eight home runs, I believe, in a playoff series, which is incredible. And Henry, I don't know what to say about this Rays team other than they're looking great, Henry. They're looking amazing. And I, at this point, I mean, I have the Dodgers winning it all, but no matter who wins that NLCS game that's being played tonight for us, I don't see who is going to beat the Rays out of those two teams because neither of those are looking that great. So, Henry, this Rays team is looking scary. The starting pitching rotation's looking great. And those bats led by Randy Arozarena are just going to be even better, I expect, than they were last series just because of it's the World Series. And these, this Rays team almost blew 
their ALCS series after being up 3-0, but they got it together. And I believe with that momentum of finally winning that game seven and that relief of, man, all right, we beat them. We're good. We're in the World Series. Let's smile. Let's have a great time. And let's beat the crap out of whoever is in there. So we're not in that situation again where we might have to lose or blow a uh, series lead, especially in the biggest series in the world and biggest series in the playoffs and the biggest games of the year. I don't see this race team. They're young and exciting. And I don't see them losing the series. And I don't see them blowing any more leads, Henry. So the bats led by Randy Rosarena and that starting lineup or that starting pitching rotation, excuse me, will lead this race team to what I believe a world series championship to whoever wins against whoever wins that NLCS game seven later tonight for us, Henry. Yeah, Andrew, this just shows that you don't always need the best players in the world. Like the Dodgers and Yankees have been trying to do for years. It shows that, if you have a solid team full of everyone who's just a solid baseball player, I mean, you can win games, especially with having a great bullpen and amazing starting pitching. This is this is what gets you deep into the playoffs, especially when you have players who show up at the right time in that lineup like Randy or Rosarina. And I mean, you mentioned it. They're very young. They're becoming more and more exciting as we watch them. And they have a lot of talent. And this is going to be a team to watch for years to come. But Andrew, let's move on now to our final topic today, which is game seven NLCS Braves versus Dodgers, 8.15 PM on Fox. Andrew, what are you thinking for this game tonight? And of course that timing is Eastern time because that is the time zone we are in, but (laughs) Henry, what I'm thinking here is I don't understand how the Braves could have blown it. And now I think the momentum is totally in the Dodgers' hands. When you give the Los Angeles Dodgers momentum, it's not looking good for you with them being like the best team in baseball, arguably. So what I have to say here is the Braves lost their chance to take this series. And that was in game five and game six, Henry. And with them not being able to close it out after having a 3-1 lead in the series, it's disappointing because of how well that pitching rotation has been playing and they have good enough bats to get them to this world series, but they haven't really been showing up when it matters in game five and six, those bats have not been there. And their best hitter this series, I would say is probably Ozzy Albies. And that's not a good sign because Ozzy Albies isn't really known as being that big of a power hitter. So if your other guys can, can't step up while one of your non-better hitters is hitting very well, I mean, with that happening, you normally have a good chance at winning, expecting your other batters to perform well as well, but they're not. And that's why I think they're going to lose this game. The pitching isn't the problem, but the bats just aren't, haven't been there ever since they took that 3-1 lead. And I don't think they have what it takes to close it out, Henry. That's all I have to say about this Braves team. So I have the Dodgers advancing to the championship. And what I have to say, one last thing is, if the Braves really wanted to take the series, their, their chances were, their best chances were game five and game six, but they weren't able to close it out. And now I think you just opened a new door for the Dodgers to walk right in and have a great path just to walk on to the World Series 
stepping over the Atlanta Braves and their subpar hitting in the second half of the series, Henry. Andrew, I'm actually going to go on a, out on a limb here and pick against you, and I'm going to go with the Braves here. I just – I have a lot more confidence in the Braves starting pitcher in Ian Anderson than I do have in the Dodgers starting pitcher, which is Tony Gonsolin. And I don't think Tony Gonsolin has pitched at all in, in this series, and I don't think he'll be ready. And especially with that new three-batter limit that the MLB has put in place for this season – I think if the Braves are able to jump on Tony early, then um, they're going to be set for the rest of the game. But just a quick note here, if you've never seen a baseball game seven, there's only about two guys that you won't see pitch at all tonight. And the only, those two guys are Max Freed and Walker Bueller. And that's because they threw about a hundred pitches each last night. And if, and, but everyone else, everyone else could pitch tonight. So be ready to see anyone out of the bullpens. I mean, you might see Clayton Kershaw again tonight. So just be ready for that. Yeah, and Henry, that leads in straight into my question. Do you expect to see Clayton Kershaw pitching tonight, possibly out of the bullpen? Because we all know there's a long history, Clayton Kershaw, not necessarily showing up in the playoffs when it matters and kind of choking for this Dodgers team, even though being one of the most talented pitchers in the MLB. Do you expect to see him coming out of the bullpen at some point tonight, or do you expect him just to be in the game at all? You know, Andrew, I think with the Dodgers plan of going with an opener, I think there is a good chance you could see Clayton Kershaw tonight. I mean, Dave Roberts has shown a lot of confidence in his star pitcher, and he's also seen shown a lot of confidence in Kenley Jansen who struggled a lot this postseason. So I think there's a good chance that you'll see definitely both of them, especially Kenley Jansen, if he's going for the save, but I think it's just going to be interesting to see. I think Clayton Kershaw will pitch at some point tonight, but it, it all depends on how the game's going. And if it's a blowout, there's no reason to pitch him and waste his arm, but we'll just have to see. But with that, Andrew, I think this would be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.